What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. My name is Matt, and I am once again joined by my two beloved co-hosts, Dawson and Andrew. How are you two doing? You're much well, nicer than me than when I do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it before. I think part of it just comes from having recorded YouTube videos in the past. So when I do an intro, I try to be somewhat like lively. Yeah, but you're always like my beloved co-host. I'm just like two schmucks. <laughs> two <laughs> schmucks I pulled from off the street. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't answer my question, though. How are you two doing? I did answer. I said bueno. Oh, I didn't hear that. Tired. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually been pretty tired, too, lately. I don't know why. I got a lot of sleep this weekend. It just was not a lot, not enough, I guess. <clears throat> I didn't. <laughs> well, I've got some hot and spicy sports news to start us off. Um, there was a JV basketball team, uh, Churchland High School. I forgot to write down where it's from. But they had an assistant coach pretend to be a student and play in the game. Even though the assistant Gosh. coach was like in her <laughs> 20s. <laughs> and, and she dominated when she was on the court, let me tell you. There were some clips I saw and yeah, she was she was putting in the work, getting all the buckets for her team. I believe she like, was like reprimanded a, and I think fired. That's every, I think that's every coach's dream though, is to finally get put in again. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of coaches who live vicariously through the players that they coach. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing like it, but it's like that school that uh, was fake. Yes, Bishop <laughs> yep. Sycamore. The greatest story ever in all of sports. I still have that written down. I'm going to talk through all the details of that on an episode one day, because that is the best story ever. Um... Speaking of basketball, there was a basketball game that was delayed because the floor was so misaligned that the, like the boundary lines didn't line up properly. So the refs had to like just stop the game and have them literally redo the entire floor before it could continue. I have no idea how long that took. I can't imagine that's a quick and easy process. That would be painfully annoying if you're in the audience. Oh my gosh, yeah. Could you imagine I have to sit and watch that whole thing? Actually, it would be like I didn't watch it, but there was a video I saw where there was a there was a it was a high school basketball game, and one team was ranked like third in the nation or something in like their region or whatever. The other was like ninth or something, and literally the strategy that the number nine team decided to implement oh, was yeah, to I saw that. you saw this was to hold the ball, the ball and not do anything back and forth. Yeah, yeah. The, final, the final score, score was, was like four to two. Yeah, it was four to two. And the number three team won anyway, so, like... And there were actually people trying to defend that, like, in the comments, like, well, I mean, if you think about it, it's really a good strategy, because, look, I mean, they barely lost to the team that's significantly better than them, so really, the coach did a good job. It's like, well, yeah, It's called You Know You Suck. Yeah, exactly. And also, who, no one... I can't believe that the student section or the crowd in general was actually full for that entire game, because if I was there, I, I would have left. Booing. I would have walked I would out and left. Booing. Yeah, it's just boring. It's mm -hmm. not entertaining at all. That's why. That's why the um, college and the NBA implemented the shot clock was because in college basketball you had teams take advantage of that and pull crazy upsets, doing a very similar strategy. It was it, it was really rough to watch at times. 
And then there's the NBA All-Star game, which happened this weekend, where they score like 170 points apiece because hmm. no one plays defense. It's just yep. unwatchable. <laughs> um, this was a funny moment my dad and I had um, yesterday. So we were watching, I don't know, college basketball or something yesterday. And um, we saw something on the bottom line. It said, uh, I guess somewhere in the Netherlands, um, I'm going to butcher their name, Femke Bowl. Uh, broke the 400-meter record in track, which I guess stood for 41 years. It was the oldest world record in the world of track and field, I guess, or maybe just the world of track, uh, with a time of 49.26 seconds. And my dad ran track in high school, so I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, cool. And then my dad looked at it, and he was like, that doesn't seem very fast. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) He's like, well... I ran my his I think best in high his personal high was like a 50 52.8 or something like that or 52.18 he might have said but so he's like so me as a high schooler was only three seconds off that time and I ran it and he ran against a guy I guess that went on to run track at Michigan and set like some record at Michigan as well, who was running in the, like the four, who was running like four, nine sevens or something in high school. So he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why does, why is the time? And then I didn't, and then I found an article this morning talking about it. Uh, Femke Bowl is a woman. So it was a completely different, <laughs> a, completely, <laughs> a completely different, like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's a completely different record for men and for women. So I sent the article to him like, this makes so much more sense. And he's like, oh, yeah, it does. Dang. Yeah, it didn't occur to either of us that it might have been a woman the whole time. Because it didn't specify at the bottom. It didn't say, like, sets the women's record in 400 meters. It just said sets the world record in 400 meters. So we just assumed it was a guy because we couldn't tell by the name. Dang. Yeah. Um, backtracking a little bit to the NBA, there was a trade that I didn't write down because the trade deadline happened in the last week or two and the Miami Heat were going to were going to be involved in a trade uh that involved Kyle Lowry somehow. I think they were going to ship him out somewhere. I don't remember the details of it off the top of my head. But the trade fell through because the Heat owner Pat Riley fell asleep and he couldn't be reached to approve the trade prior to the trade deadline <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, oh man. I know we talked to, I know Dawson and I touched on stories of falling asleep in school. Have either of you guys fallen asleep on the job before? Mm. I feel like that's yeah. harder to do, I guess. It is. I've had very I... active jobs until my most recent one and mm-hmm. uh, even then I'm always like messaging people and stuff, so yeah, I have before. So I was Andrew. You said you have as well. Yeah, it was when I was like twelve or thirteen when I was working for my dad. Ah, uh, yeah. Had, we usually work for my dad during the summertime, and so one day I was particularly hot. I uh, went to the break room and cranked the AC up and fell asleep in the corner. Nice. And every and I guess everybody they remind me of this. Like literally this past week, I. Went. Uh, I went back to do some work. I went back to the east side to do some work for my dad. And they brought it up again, and they said they were looking. They were looking for me like for half the day, trying to figure out where I, where I was. <laughs> and then they eventually found found me because somebody checked the cameras and saw that I and even to shut the lights off in the room. 
That is hilarious. My God. So you knew the ideal napping spot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Those hot days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done many. I've had a couple jobs involving physical labor. And yeah, I mean, it wears you out real quick. That's for sure. Uh, I used to work overnights and I still, I, I don't really, I don't think I ever f- fell asleep. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like fall... once I'm, once I'm up and moving, I'm good to go for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can always take a nap if it's like intentional. It's kind of, I feel like it's a, a nice little skill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if I'm up, I'm good. If I, you know want to go to bed early i generally can so mm-hmm. i'm similar i don't except i don't take naps but i'm similar in that usually it doesn't really matter how much sleep i got the previous day i usually can at least be awake until i go to bed that 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 night basically and the job i fell asleep at was not my night shift job believe it or not that job was way <laughs> too like intensive there wasn't any room to fall asleep <laughs> really because it was uh i was working in a factory producing like medical masks because it was during covid and everything so i i was involved in that process so it was like a it was like a production job i was basically on a production line is the fancy word for it so um there wasn't any time to fall asleep but my first job that i got out of college um which i worked for six months and then promptly found a new job (laughs) which i now have (laughs) which i have had since um though it was a it was a job that was it was an environmental company so i was brought on for some and some kind i wasn't really an engineer on staff it was more like by my title but i didn't actually do a whole lot of engineering at that job so there was also a field work at the job which i would be involved in sometimes so i'd be literally going out to these sites and conducting samples and testing and various things so But part of the job requirement there was I was required to, instead of working a typical eight-hour day, I was required to work a nine-hour day. So instead of going in at, like, a normal time and getting – and then having to get out, like, really late, so getting out of the office at, like, probably 5.30 or 6 or something (laughs) like that and then getting home at, like, 7, 6.30, depending on traffic, it wouldn't have left me with a lot of time to – do other things that I like have going on in the evening. So I would get there really early. I'd roll into the office between six 30 and seven normally just to try and get out of the office at a normal hour, at least normal for what I'm used to. But, um, so I'd get in really early, but I'd get in there before any of the other people that I kind of worked with. And because I was waking up so early to get in at that time, I was always exhausted. So there were a couple mornings where I was doing something and I was just, I would just be out and I'd wake up like a half hour, <laughs> a half hour later, but it was before anyone else in my, like I shared an office with a guy, but he, he rolled in at nine every day. So I was, I had at least two hours before he showed up and, um, it, I always felt guilty about it, but, um, there was one time that was really funny because I would get there like at the same time as the like guys that were going out to do field work where like that was their job where they were doing field work every day. They would get there early to get all their gear packed up and stuff for wherever they need to go. Cause we'd go all over the state of Michigan. I mean, we, I went all the way up to Mount Pleasant for a job one time. So it was like just wherever we were needed, we would go. Um, 
one time I one time I guess I fell asleep and someone noticed because they turned the lights off in my office. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up. I'm like, it's really dark in here. Oh, and I'm and I was kind of like thinking about. It. I'm like, I know who I know exactly who did this, <laughs> just from the guys I had interacted with in the past. That's the only time, though. I haven't fallen asleep at my new job or any other job that I've ever had. That's the only one. And it was just due to lack of sleep and waking up way earlier than I wanted to. Yeah. After work naps are great, though. Yeah. Can't relate. I really wish I could. <laughs> I really wish I could because I think I would benefit from naps. But every nap I've taken, I just wake up like, oh, my gosh, what year is it? <laughs> well, that's what, you yeah. got to do like a half hour to an hour yeah then, like then you'll wake up pretty okay i heard half hour you i used to hear that half hour was the max but i've but then i've heard people you and others say like you can go up to an hour sometimes so i have no idea well here's the thing if you're setting your alarm for like an hour from like when you are trying to take a nap then you'll probably only get about a half hour of sleep <laughs> yeah that kind of makes sense i guess you gotta wind down or whatever so uh, if you want an hour nap, you got to set it for like an hour and a half. If you want an hour nap, uh, if you want a half hour nap, you got to set it for about an hour. You'll get about 30 to 45 minutes that way, depending on how fast you can fall asleep and how tired you are. So mm -hmm. every time I've tried to take a nap, aside from like the two that I took in college, I would just lie there wide awake until my alarm went off. And I'd be like, well, that was pointless. <laughs> and then I just get up <laughs> and do whatever I needed to do. Yeah. Never been one for napping. Um... We I guess I did have a time. I, I thought of a I thought of oh, a story. Yeah. It wasn't it was technically technically while I was supposed to be working because mm -hmm. it was so I got to work early because I got off school uh pretty early. Um then this was back when I worked at Chili's. Uh and I had to be there I wanna think it was I think it was eleven o'clock. Okay. And I had been done with school at like nine thirty, so I got there at like nine forty-five, uh, or just before ten. And I'm like, "Well, I got a whole hour to kill," so I was pretty tired because I had gotten up really early for school because uh, it was my senior year. So this was like still high school where you gotta wake up stupid early, and uh, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll just take a nap and I'll set my alarm for." When I gotta, you know, go in and get all situated and stuff, and so I set my alarm for like ten fifty-five. I woke up eleven oh four. Oh uh, boy! <laughs> and the way I took the nap was I just had like my winter coat over me, and I leaned my seat all the way back, and I turned my car off. So <laughs> it was, and it was in the winter, so it was pretty cold outside but i f i felt like snug as a bug in a rug man i was gonna say that um, actually sounds amazing i love sitting in my car especially when it's like snowing and just leading the seat back and stuff like oh, that yeah. so I, I totally can picture this it sounds great yeah no i love just relaxing in a car whether it's like eating eating a meal at nine o'clock at night or something or <laughs> just like a snack or something and and watching tv on your phone or yeah. just you know kind of sitting in silence listening to music in an empty parking lot i don't mm -hmm. know it's it's enjoyable. It's peaceful. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I woke up at 11.04, I, and the way Chili's worked is you had to clock in by five minutes after your shift started, or you had to ask a manager to clock in, and I did not want to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. 
especially because they probably saw my car was there. Um, but yeah, so like I immediately was like, oh crap. And I got up and I stepped out of my car and my whole left leg was asleep still. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so I collapsed on the ground and I pulled myself up with my car and I hopped on one foot across the parking lot like a madman. <laughs> And uh, I swiped my card like th- five seconds before it changed to eleven oh six. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the important thing so, is that you made it. I made it. My heart was pounding a million beats a minute. Oh, I bet. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very stressful situation to be in. Uh, <laughs> but looking back, it was Chili's, and they were so desperate for people. Right, like, yeah. I was the only one who could cover that morning shift of the hosts, too, because I had a unique schedule with uh, me getting half days every Friday. So. Mm. Yeah. Your very peaceful car moment was rudely interrupted by having to work in the near yeah. future. Of course, I had that like one or two second thought when I woke up, like, I really need to go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally the get what sleep you mean. has been peaceful. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just stay for another hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the reality hitting you when you wake up in the morning. It's like, do I really need this money? <laughs> yeah, no, like the version of Dawson when wakes up is much different than the version of Dawson when he's fully awake and rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As is the case I'm with a... most people, I imagine. <laughs> I'm a much different person before I get out of bed. <laughs> my mom World... rec- my mom was just talking to me the other day, and she's like, you need to... Because, you know, we all get up about the same time, but it's like, I get up at like 6.30 in the morning. I don't feel like talking to people at 6.30 in the morning. I'm just out in the kitchen making my lunch for the day. And she's like, you should say hi and like be friendly in nice. the morning and stuff. And I'm like, I, uh, I just don't want to talk to people at all. <laughs> I just, I just want to make my lunch, shower, and leave. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in all reality, I spend <laughs> before seven o'clock. Yeah. Well, our... In all reality, I spend most of my day in silence. Yeah. Well, our friend Jared, who's been on this show, he's notorious for not turning on any lights and not opening any blinds when he <laughs> when he's like getting ready for work in the morning because he hates he hates the sun or light or anything also, like that never before wakes like up eight past, o'clock. Like, he never wakes up past like eight or eight thirty. Yeah, the no. clock is like sleeping in for him. He's in bed by ten and awake by like seven thirty normally, <laughs> just on like normal days. It seems he runs a very different sleep schedule than I do. I know that. Very My brother used to do that when we were getting ready for school in the morning. He yeah. would not. He wouldn't put his glasses on until we were uh, we were ready. We had to walk out the door because he like. It was like his last thing, because he was like, see if he the get... world that he was in. <laughs> well, if he got, I, he, what he what he would do is if he got ready, like, he got out, got ready, and was ready to go before we, and had time left, he would like go back to bed, oh. like fully dressed and everything. He <laughs> oh, would go I, back to, I've done that. Back dude. to bed. Yeah, I do that, dude. I have done that. Like, if I get ready and I've still got an extra half hour, like especially before school back in the day, I would just plop back on my bed set another alarm and it was like the best 30 minutes of sleep i could ever get in my life (laughs) (laughs) see i normally don't fall back asleep but i'll just like sit there and relax and just mentally prepare myself for the day 
I don't know I do how, I just... but... Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, the way I do it is I just wake up at the last minute. Like, if, if I have, like, a routine <laughs> of things I want to do, so I have to do in the morning, so it's like, I'll push it back into, like, the la- it's not like the last minute or like where I'm pushing and being late or whatever, yeah. but yeah. it's like I'm the last That's minute before I'm I'm late. Like mm-hmm. when I used to have to be to work at like eight, I'd have to wake up at like if I wanted to wake up and have like time in the morning, it would be like I wake up at six thirty and then get do all my stuff. But then it'd be like, but then I would and realistically I'd push the alarm back to like six forty five. Yeah, some and days so, I have pushed. So far back with uh, how li- how late I'll I'll push I guess the alarm, mm-hmm. um, where I'll get up and I've got fifteen minutes to get ready and I get fully ready in ten minutes and I'm out the door in like fifteen or sixteen minutes and I'm like how did I do that I don't know but we're here <laughs> it really is a balancing act because like I can get ready in a very short amount of time and get as much uh, sleep as possible but I hate the feeling of feeling stressed in the morning so I yeah. want to give myself plenty of time to get ready. So I don't have to rush anything. It's really it's a really careful balancing act. Yeah, I don't rush myself. I just like I'm in, I know I'm in the last possible minutes of like if I if I wait any longer I'd be late mm-hmm. or I'd be like yeah. if I wait any longer then I'd be rushing. So yeah. it's like this is I the last possible seconds where rush. I can take my time. <laughs> I have to make myself rush because I will talk or distract myself if I'm up for too long. Like, <laughs> I've, I've got to make it so it's all I can do is get ready and leave. Like, that's it. <laughs> so you're like the opposite of me then. Yeah, because I will distract myself and then I'll ultimately be later if I wake up early. <laughs> like, what, what a backwards way of working. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's just how I roll. I, like, I've set my alarm. I've tested this out. Like, I've, I've, if I have to go into the office or something. I've said it a, earlier, and then I'll get distracted. I'll talk to my parents, or, like, I'll just sit on my phone because I'll have extra time, and I'll be like, oh, no, I've wasted too much time. <laughs> and then, because I don't want to get there extremely early, because there's nothing to do right early, mm-hmm. um, other than work. And, like, I, I, I don't know, I have set times of when I like to be places, so... I don't like to get there extremely early, but I also just don't want to be there late. So I just try and get there within five minutes of that mark. So that that's sense. kind of why I fall within that. Cause yeah. And yeah, no, most of the time I get ready within 30 to 40 minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. But it also right. helps that I never make lunches. Yeah, that's a that's what takes up most of my morning is making my lunch for the day because I like to bring a thermos of pasta, so I have to heat that up. <laughs> I saw this incredible, and I don't know if it's an invention or just like a thing, because it's not, it's not like an invention of like oh this is like a limited thing. It's like a, just like a thing you can use all the time. I don't know, maybe I'm overcomplicating it, but um, there is a. Uh, a electric lunchbox that heats up your food. Ooh. That sounds like a fire yeah. hazard. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. It doesn't use like... Well, it'd be, like, use, a, it's like tech... it'd be like one of those electrical hand warmers, right? Something like that. Like those, those exist. It sounds crazy, but it's actually pretty sound. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you just put your thing in like a, like a metal container and then the thing like heats it up. So you like charge it overnight and then in the morning 
you just like pack what you want and then you set up like a time like oh you have lunch at like 12 30 so you set it up at like it starts heating your food up at 12 and so that by the time 12 30 <laughs> comes around you're nice you're hot and ready to go yeah there's a much cheaper way to do that you just set your metal lunchbox up against the windowsill and let it soak in the sun yeah, but if it's the winter time, <laughs> <laughs> then it becomes extra cold. Well, then that's when you bring food that needs to be cold. <laughs> I bring cold cuts in the winter and soup in the summer. <laughs> what a, that's also backwards. <laughs> My gosh, that's like the, I got a. I what I have one of those things that I would never buy for myself, but it was a gift. Um, I have like a heated vest. That requires a wireless, like, like a wireless charger. You'd bring, like, not a wireless charger, a um, what do they call them? pack. Yeah, one of those, like one of those things you use to charge your phone. So I have a vest, mm-hmm. but then it was a gift from a previous girlfriend. And what's funny is that our another one of our friends, Joel, dated the same girl and also got that heated vest as a gift. So we both have mm-hmm. one now. But the problem is, um, I was borrowing her battery pack, and I haven't bought a new one since, so I don't use it because I don't. Well, have clearly, a battery I haven't pack. been cold enough. So nope, guess not. But it's one of those it's things that she keeps you around. She's <laughs> like, you can break up with me, but then you won't get the battery pack back. Oh no! Whatever shall I do? Oh no! But um, it's what that's one of that's one of those things. It's like that lunchbox where it's like you'd never think you'd never really think to like get one. You'd be like, nah, a thermos is fine, or just a normal vest is fine. But like once you get one, it's like, oh, this is nice actually. This is really nice because I used to get like for in college if we wanted to go to basketball games, we'd have to line up to get our like wristband that essentially saved our spot in line for the game. So um. If you wanted to go, though, you, the place would open at, like, 6 or 7 in the morning. So, And basketball season's happening. It's been happening since the fall, and it's ongoing now. So it goes through the coldest part of the year. So for some of those games, it's, like, single-digit degrees outside, negative degrees with wind chill or something. So, like, having a heated vest for that time of year was so clutch because I, I <laughs> it would have been so rough if I didn't have that. And it was for, you know, my first two years of college – because it's just, it's just freezing cold beyond belief. It's penguin it up with the people around you. Yeah, that would happen actually. It's you know it's one of those things where it's college and y'all are of everyone's of the collective mindset. We'd all group together and stuff to conserve body heat. I don't know these people, but we we all, we'd all crowd together. You know, everyone understands. Everyone understands what's going on. We're all in it together. I share yeah. one common thing: you're at a sports game. Absolutely. <laughs> The D U P A S U lunchbox electric lunchbox sixty watt food heater Dupasu? heated portable. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what those. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, portable food warm heat warmer heater for car truck home self heating box with one point eight liters and three oh three three zero four stainless steel container and a point forty five liter compartment. Four and a half stars. Not bad. For thirty nine ninety nine, and it's delivered overnight as well for free with Prime. Outstanding. <laughs> this is going to be our first product test on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear us opening it and going, "Hmm, nice. Looks Just, looks metallic. Oh, imagine, nice and warm. Could you imagine if like 
if like technology got to a point where we we could just teleport it here immediately and just review it live as soon as we start talking about it out of the blue like that, just like <laughs> it'd be perfect. <laughs> I mean, we could have it by the time this airs. True, we would. We could just we could edit it in, right, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, okay. I did have one more. So I found the. Oh, act- go ahead. I f- I found the actual one that I was talking about, and I oh, think okay. it's a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, than uh, yeah, it's two hundred bucks. But whoa, this one, bucks. my gosh, okay, chill out. <laughs> this one, He's this one is a two hundred dollar lunchbox. It's not just a lunchbox. Oh, you can pro, you can program it to heat. Your lunchbox as certain. The other ones you had to like plug into your car, and it had to. Oh. Pl- it had to. It, this one it pro it heats off of a battery powered, and you can uh, you can set it up to heat at a specific time where you can heat it right there, and it heats up to two hundred and twenty degrees, and you can set it that um, you can set it that you uh, have specific uh lunches that you can like program it to it oh no way you can program it for different meals i'm pretty sure that's incredible i'm I'm waiting for the more than a lunchbox part though it's still doing lunchbox things as long as it it holds a lunch it's gonna be a lunchbox (laughs) i guess i thought he was gonna be like it comes with the thermos that does the same thing it is a thermos i mean it is It is it its own thing. It heats up your lunch. That's a, st- a thermos I'm... for liquid. I don't know. <laughs> a thermos is for liquid. You're putting liquid in a lunchbox like that. Yeah, you can put soup in there, and then you don't. It could be cold soup, from like or leftovers from the night before, like a lasagna, or like mm. a pasta dish. Mm. And then you uh, you can heat it up for the next day, and or you could just make something fresh that just needs to be heated, like cooked cooked for a little bit. You make it raw, and then you put it in there, and then heat it up, and it's ready to go. Wait. Two hundred dollars is still too much. Sorry, that's a lot. <laughs> like I never the, said I, it wasn't a lot. I, yeah. I never said but it was for, worth it. I'm just saying. If, if I'm paying two hundred dollars for a lunchbox, it better be a breakfast, lunch, and dinner box. Okay, well, you can't it get is a breakfast, a, lunch, and mean? dinner box. No, like <laughs> it like is I a need breakfast, it. lunch, and dinner box. <laughs> I need I, I need three course meals in that thing. It's got to be every day breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, like. Dawson's like, you can't put waffles in a lunchbox. A lunchbox is for lunch food. <laughs> it is for lunch food. Who's packing a lunchbox for the morning? I mean... I'm sure people do. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. People who don't but... work in their basement. I mean, technically, when I... Oh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> people who probably work overnight. I mean, I was going to say, when I worked at lunch, night shift... I, I still eat lunch. I was say, when, we work, when I worked night shift, technically, my lunch break was at, like, 2 in the morning, so... Technically, I was packing yeah. breakfast. Either way, I'm not buying it. No, you don't have to. Yeah. It's still a cool invention, though. To. It is I like cool. The idea that you can program it for different meals is what puts it over the top to me. That's awesome. It is cool, okay. but all I'm saying is a microwave for $164. is cheaper. Yeah, let okay, me lock yeah, yeah, yeah. my <laughs> microwave to work. <laughs> Yeah, well, most, most offices have a microwave. 
That's okay. my point. These are for people who don't work at an office. These are for <laughs> construction workers or people who work on a job site where they don't have access to uh, to those types of uh, types of uh, luxuries. Those are people who work out in the cold, who are like have to eat like out of who have to eat out of a lunchbox. They don't get to sit in an office. These are for people. This is a, for those people. That Obviously, would be really for somebody who nice works for in an office. Obviously, you could turn around and be like, "Oh, a microwave, boom, easy, easy, uh, easy fix." But this is for people who don't work, or if you're going like camping or something. Yeah, for working, saying, for working outside, saying, that would be awesome. I'm just saying awesome. my perspective on it. Like from my perspective, I ain't paying two hundred dollars for that. For someone who's working out in the cold, yeah, they might think that's a value, but I don't. They see also have monthly the value payments. Two hundred, two hundred dollars worth of. A lunchbox. Oh, they have monthly payments as well. How how small of a payment can you make? I don't know. Assume probably not, twenty dollars or yeah. something. Spread it out over a year. I feel like I've seen there's a. I feel like I see a lot of like four monthly payment things. So fifty a month wouldn't be too yeah. bad. Anyway, moving on to I did have one more sports story, um, written down here as well. So we one of my favorite things is when people edit uh, Wikipedia pages to say random things like uh we brought up on the past zach hampel the baseball man baby uh i'm just, I, don't know, mm. I don't know if you guys remember that the guy who catches balls in front of kids and mm. has yeah. a collection yeah. of like fifteen thousand or whatever he's up to now um so there's a retired major league baseball umpire named joe west his nickname was cowboy so he was cowboy joe west and I've always had the long-standing belief, and I know Dawson shares this belief as well. If you know a ref or an ump's name, that's probably not a good thing, um, <laughs> because usually that means they mess something up somewhere. For example, every Tigers fan knows Jim Joyce because he famously he famously screwed Armando Galarraga out of a perfect game, and then um, a lot of NFL fans know Ed Hockley because he's been on the wrong side of a lot of calls. <laughs> His crew, at least. My dad knows this one uh, Big Ten basketball ref that does a lot of Michigan games. He's just, oh, that's that bald guy that's really bad. We don't know his name necessarily, <laughs> but my dad knows who he is. So mm. if you know who an ump or a ref is, it's probably for bad reasons. And Cowboy Joe West has had his fair share of controversial calls, um, including in some pretty big games. So how's Cowboy Joe West spending his retirement, you might ask? He's editing his Done. own Wikipedia page and removing things that make him look bad. <laughs> oh, man. He made his own Wikipedia account. He should just account. make his Wikipedia the uh, the Wikipedia that there is for the character Joe West from The Flash. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so he literally created his own Wikipedia page, or account, rather, to edit his own page and make himself look better by just eliminating entire paragraphs about like controversial calls he's made <laughs> now Jeez. i don't i don't know what sort of power wikipedia has i can assume they can ban accounts for falsifying information so if he hasn't been banned he probably will be in the very near future but yeah own up to your mistakes joe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i th that is uh that concludes sports news of the week ish and I wanted to transition into um, a discussion. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania released this weekend. Andrew, you have not seen it, as we discussed pre-show, because I wanted to know how to bring this up. 
Uh, Dawson and I have both seen it. And Dawson, uh, I believe we both share the uh, opinion that it was a good movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'd give it like an eight, eight and a half. I'm in a very similar boat. Yes. Now, I don't want to talk plot points because obviously Andrew and I assume a lot of our listeners haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely one I would recommend seeing if you're on the fence about seeing it. It's very, it was Not very, all very of us have movie. freewheeling open schedules like the two of you. <laughs> oh, believe some me, us, I, I, I do not. <laughs> some of us have, uh, some of us have, uh, need, need, uh, some electric lunch boxes to get through our days. <laughs> not all of us can casually stroll upstairs and grab a, grab a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not all of us can not all of us can just whip around and put our food in a microwave if you know what I'm saying not all of us can fall hey. asleep in our offices all, <laughs> all I'm, I'm hearing is I'm everybody. living the life <laughs> so, I mean yeah no it, even though I work from home though I still got two jobs and a wedding to plan so I squeezed it in I believe in you Andrew yeah you chose <laughs> to get married so don't don't pull that <laughs> That was your fault, Dawson. You are the one you who proposed. Have, you guys could have waltzed into the courthouse, got that document signed, and waltzed out the same day, and it would have been done. This is your choice. You know what, Here's what I'm going to do now. Here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to register for an electric lunchbox, and I expect you to buy it for me. I'm not buying you a two hundred dollars lunchbox. Exactly! No one okay. wants to buy one. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I get his picture. I get his picture. Claire's reaction to seeing that on the on the um, registry. Dawson, what is this two hundred dollar electric lunchbox? I'll be Dawson's like, it's like. for you. First off, I'll give you. I'll she give goes into the reasons. office, so she doesn't fall under uh, Andrew's hate list. I guess. <laughs> I'll give you three reasons why I wouldn't do that, and it has nothing to do with the price. It has nothing to do with the the price. We're of all the gonna be shots. I'm calling it now. First off, you don't want it. Second off, you don't you don't need it. And third off, I don't have the money to just casually spend on a lunchbox that's going to somebody else. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, Andrew, nothing to do with the Andrew, price or the product. Andrew, when when you end up getting married one day, even if it's in the courthouse, I expect you to register for an electric lunchbox if you don't have one. <laughs> I'll do hey, I don't care if I'll get married on the side of the road. I'll still bank a registry and expect people to buy stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just, I think, I think, I think that's fair. I feel like I'm in the the minority of people who are just who wants to get married but has no desire or understanding of the need for an entire for a, a giant wedding. Here's the thing, though. I get that you're a dude. I know it's not up to you. <laughs> so get... it's gonna be an inch. It's gonna be interesting conversation sometime in the future. Yeah. I under see. I mm, see. I get the fun of a of a ceremony. I think even if you know the woman that I'm theoretically marrying wasn't like super into the idea of a wedding ceremony as well. I still think I would want to. I still think I would want to do it. I think it's. I think it's fun. I would want you know the guests to have a good time and such. So I think yeah. it'd be a good. It's time. fun to party it up with your peeps. True. The problem is the problem is I have a I have a very a very clear I have avenue no friends. I can get. No. I, <laughs> oh, I have a very clear avenue where I can take it to get a very cheap, uh, a cheap ceremony, that a cheap like reception where like a lot of the a lot of the costs would be covered, 
but it it's it involves a tent and the outdoor. <laughs> hey, as long as you hold to your statement from I forget whose wedding this was. It was probably Aaron and Caitlin's wedding. Uh, you hold as long as you hold to your statement that you will have chicken tenders and burgers at your wedding. I'll come. Mm. I, that's what I said. I said yes. that I don't understand this whole idea of giving like Andrew's gonna this, have a grad ex- party for his. If wedding. you're gonna spend all this money on on food, that's just such boring food. If you're gonna spend the money on food, spend it on food you actually want to eat. Spend it on food True. you actually you, that people are actually going to enjoy. Get some tenders in there. Get some mac and cheese. Get some stuff. Get some food. Get some get some good food in there. I mean, you don't have to be like all this pasta and this boring bland chicken. Like, get some good food in there. I mean, come on. Heck yeah. If you're gonna spend the money, spend the money on something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally, I totally get that. I mean, I would love a chicken tenders wedding. That would be awesome. (laughs) There's not many places that cater that, though. That's yeah. That's the thing. Get your own. That get your own catering. Get some Tyson chicken nuggets. (laughs) Get get bags on bags on bags of Tyson chicken tenders. And I know people who have, you know, they made all of the food for their wedding, and. That's psychotic. That, yeah, that sounds like a lot, but I mean, the food was great. Yeah, so. one wedding, one wedding I went to was like that. I don't think they, I don't think it was necessarily like the bride and groom that made the food, but like they had people <laughs> from like the church that all of us kind of knew each other yeah. from. They had people make like tacos or something like that. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that's what. I happened. mean, yeah. if if you can do it right, it's good. Uh, oh yeah, for you sure. You gotta do it like buffet style, but then it's hard to like kind of keep it warm, and you gotta do some stuff day of, and it's just that's why yeah. people get caterers so they don't have to worry about it the day of. True. Yeah. My yeah. The less you have to worry I'd about, get, the better, right? I'd get Chick Fil A yeah. catering. Heck yeah! I wouldn't be <laughs> able to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> if it was around, if it was around here, raises and caves. Hey, Dawson, would be here's the here's here's the hint: you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Guess There's what? A... You thought you were an usher at my wedding, psych. No, you're not. <laughs> oh my god. Good luck. Good luck, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's got to hold the doors all by himself. Dylan's either hey, doing I believe, solo I believe or somebody's in Dylan. getting downgraded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dawson's gonna have a very awkward conversation with one of his groomsmen. Hey, uh, I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, Matt. I know you were supposed to be the best man, but um, Dylan, Dylan, down. Dylan needs some help with the doors, so have fun. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. be pulling double duty. Literally, yeah. Eh, maybe. <laughs> um, so There's back... one person that could, uh, could manage. I think Dylan could. I agree with that sentiment. Yes. <laughs> a man can do anything. Yes, he can. <laughs> so backtracking a little bit to um Quantum Mania. Um it came to my attention when I was talking to Dawson yesterday post church. It was not a well received movie by um yeah. critics. It got a four I have it up in front of me. It got a forty seven percent on the tomato meter. Which you know, it's only it's only one source. Take with that what you will. An audience score of eighty four percent, though, which I think is also noteworthy. So the yeah, audience. Here's the is thing: like, I don't have any respect for any critics. I know, right? 
Me but, either. Because um, the, the popular thing now yeah. is to hate on Marvel movies because that's what gets you some views. Yeah, and, and that's some, the that's the point like, I was going to kind that's of That's the popular spin. opinion. Yeah, that's the point yeah. I was going to kind of spin into about how you guys felt about this new like thing where it's like trendy and cool to just hate on Marvel even like and not take like without even like clearly there's a massive discrepancy between viewers and critics about this movie the viewers are really liking it but the critics seem to be dead set on criticizing a lot of things that marvel does i and think people have thing. selective memory because the stuff from the early marvel days there was some not great stuff in there too but everyone forgets about that now mm-hmm. You know, we have a couple here and there, and people are like, Marvel's, they're downhill. They're horrible. They're garbage now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's still the I same people like doing the thing, you know? Yeah. I just feel like if you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. Exactly. People just, keep coming back understand. to it, and it keeps making a billion dollars, and they're like, man, this is garbage. And I'm like, <laughs> you just paid $10 a ticket for garbage. Right. So I don't, I don't understand the people who are like, Especially like directors and stuff, or industry professionals, who are like Marvel sucks. If you do Marvel, yeah. you're a hack, you're a loser. You're. It's like why? What's, it's your, because what's your deal? What's it's your problem? Because they haven't bro? had a billion dollar movie. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the people who are like, I. It always goes back to, to Martin Scorsese and his like whole, uh, comparing the Marvel movies to like, to theme parks. I'm like, what's your what's your point, man? What's, theme, what's parks? The whole, theme parks are fun. Hey, I, I, I enjoy theme, theme park. It's the thing. Marvel get... knows what they're trying. Like they know their niche. They know mm-hmm. the people they're they're making the movies for. Now all of the casual fans are coming out and they're like, I don't enjoy any of this now because this person on the internet said that this part of the movie was stupid and I agree and it ruined the whole movie for me. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. I'm like, yeah, there are things in movies, every movie I watch, there are some things typically that annoy me or that I don't like, but it, just like life, you get on with it, you, you power through, like, you watch yeah, the rest I... of it, you know, like, if there's a bad element to a movie, it doesn't have to derail the whole thing, uh, sometimes it's intentionally like that, you can enjoy a movie for what it is, right, it, it's supposed to do primary role and I've always stood by this. It, a movie's primary role is to entertain you. If it does that, it's done its job. And that's that. Yeah. Like I I've seen critically acclaimed movies that win Oscars that are way more boring than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Because they're not for me. They're not written for me. They're written for critics. That's why they win Oscars. <laughs> because they're <laughs> written. Well, there's movies they win Oscars that are good movies too. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, there certainly sure. is. Absolutely. But there's plenty of I'm just saying, there's plenty, like, there's, there's, there's a Oscar couple. There's out there that's just, just oh, yeah. nothing. There's yeah. always, like, three movies that are up for an Oscar that I'm like, I've never heard of that. And I don't even think even I want to watch it. <laughs> like, uh, I've heard that uh, one of the movies that was up for an Oscar last year, The Power of the Dog, was incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> I know someone who... He watches the uh, all of the movies that are up for an Oscar every year, like the main Oscar, uh, which is like best best feature film. Um, and 
he said he had to watch that one in four sections, like four oh, chunks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's like, I, he's like, I've never had a movie that was that unbearable and boring to watch. Like, <laughs> it was just one of those movies that was clearly just written for the the reviews and the critics because it did things that critics enjoy. Um, yeah, I think another part of it too is that it's there's probably a little bit of recency bias because in terms of the entirety of the mcu movies come out there have been more movies that are kind of regarded as either bad or just not as good as you would hope or expect um it's because the post expectation end, like post end game yeah there's been a lot more post end game and i've got it i've got the list pulled up in front of me here that i'm looking at and just like in my personal opinion you know, you've got Eternals, which I hated. Uh, the second Doctor Strange was like, okay. Thor Love and Thunder I thought was massively underwhelming. That's three right there yeah. of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that have come out since Endgame. Or not since Endgame, since uh, Far From Home it would be. But yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it as well is just because there's been more hiccups, you could say, you could call them recently for MCU. But I don't think that's enough to say all of MCU and all of Marvel is now awful. <laughs> like it just yeah, no, the percentage sense. is probably still fairly close, you know, because for every Iron Man you had in the early days, you had a Thor, uh, the Dark World, you know, yeah. or uh, an Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, things that were just underwhelming and didn't hit. And yeah. early MCU, those movies didn't crack 700 million most of the time. They were mm-hmm. smaller. Uh, and now, you know, we're still, they're still hitting that 900 to 1.1 billion, uh, mark where it's like, you know, there, there are clearly more people watching them. So of course the more popular opinion is going to be more critical if it's more geared towards the people that they were gearing it towards earlier in the, in the MCU where it's like, this is for comic book people, right? This is for mm-hmm. people who enjoyed all that <clears throat> all that stuff that's kind of come before it. Uh, and now we've got a lot of, you know, it's kind of common knowledge fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. Things, Some of the weirder things are starting to come into these movies from the comic books, and now people are like, I didn't enjoy that at all. That was weird. And it's like, well, don't read the comic books then, because they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, the yeah. Quantum Realm is very weird uh and it's meant to be and modok very weird mm-hmm. like there are things and elements that are going to be brought in from the comic books that are a little bit different because the first whole saga of the MCU is let's just put this out there and we'll slowly implement more and more of like that weird comic book niche kind of stuff uh like let's bring in the colorful costumes towards the end of the saga and all the, you know, smaller characters that we think might be cool on screen. Uh, and now, like, we're past that, and they're just full throttle. All the costumes are colorful, the worlds are colorful, uh, and it's very much more out of a comic book than it is just an adaptation into a movie. So. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's a good <laughs> point to bring up, because I think the, the um, like, the mass 
popularity that came in the MCU and all of the action leading up to Endgame that kind of slowly built up to this point. And then once Endgame, which was this, yeah, it was this massive climb and Infinity War and Endgame collectively were just this massive climax of, you know, everything that has built up to. And then with that being done, now it's like back to just normal kind of, you know, and they're yeah. now being a little more out there with the comic booky stuff like you were talking about. We've been and four like the years more, without an Avengers movie, which yeah. is a long gap. And the more <laughs> the more casual fans are now looking at it and seeing just comic book stuff and saying, "Hmm, well this kind of this this, this isn't as good. This isn't what I want. This isn't what I was what I've come to expect and such." Cuz now cuz now they don't have like this anything to look forward to in the yeah. future and that's keeping them from enjoying what's being put in front of them. I've noticed there's a there's like a huge difference uh between a bad Marvel movie and a bad DC movie. There is uh, a big difference. Like the bad elements in Black Adam were just bad writing, bad in general. Yeah. Uh and there was a lack of vision, I feel like. And then like the bad elements in Thor Love and Thunder, it was like, okay, well, they just kind of missed the mark and didn't develop certain characters as well as they should have because they were focusing too much on one element. Uh, so like different reasons for them being bad, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, and it's just, I feel like it's because Marvel's, they've got a formula, they've got a swing of things. DC is still getting <laughs> their feet under them after... And years, uh, yeah. But yeah, like I think there's a there's a difference though between a bad movie in Marvel versus like a bad comic movie outside of that. It's still better than everything else that everyone else has to offer. Like a bad Sony movie is a bad movie. Yeah, we uh, we watched a bad Sony movie for this podcast. <laughs> there's not much competition. DC is the biggest competition and they're cranking out like one good one maybe every year and a half, two years. Like the Batman was great. Mm-hmm. Great writing, great vision, great character development. But yeah, Marvel, they're doing like some quantity over quality stuff right now. <laughs> Which I, I think, think is they've... that's the consensus that people are kind of giving it and that's why people are frustrated. But we're still getting good products here and there because and yeah, some of the some of the people are spread thin, but they're not reusing the same directors and the same writers. Right. Yeah, they're bringing in a lot so, of different people to be involved. Yeah. So in this. those those movies have been given proper time in some instances. Uh, other times, the deadline has been moved up. But like Black Widow had so much time to be written and filmed and stuff, and yeah. people still didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like that they've kind of backed off the ridiculous timeline where they're pumping shows out every once in a while, every like couple months yeah. it felt like because it was it was a bit ridiculous the and shows were getting a bit a bit much it was too much to keep up with i think and, and you know she hulk was awful and i think was that the last one that came out or was it a, was there another one that i'm forgetting i think that was the last one it's a, it's like star wars season right now because we've got like two star wars shows back, yeah. back a star wars game mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it's it's an interesting boat, and I think it's got one of those effects that like Star Wars has now, um, where people grew up with you know all these characters that are now gone, uh, like Iron Man, Cap, all these characters that have finally phased out. There's not as much of a a gap between you know like there is in Star Wars with like the original trilogy and the prequels and the sequels and all that. Uh, but there's still some nostalgia there that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Like, the biggest complaint I heard 
when all these new movies started cranking out was that oh well i miss cap and i miss iron man i don't know if i'm gonna watch these if like those characters are not in it. and i'm like well they're they're telling new stories now they're developing new characters yeah, that's a strange uh, opinion to have and i remember stance. the the big polarizing opinion before Endgame and Infinity War was Marvel never kills off anyone. <laughs> now they've killed off people, and people are like, "I don't like that they killed off people." Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so it's it, it's just an odd time to be in for the MCU. But I I'm positive that all of these younger like teenagers, uh, like kids, are gonna love all of these new Marvel movies that have come out. They're gonna be like, wow, those were better than you know the Infinity Saga. The Kang Dynasty is like the best, you know, and because that's what you grow up with, kind of influences the way you perceive things. Uh, there, there's some nostalgia now for MCU because the first one came out in 2008. It's been 15 years, <laughs> so all of the main fans were fairly young when those movies came out so yeah, I mean, we, even i mean we were young when those were yeah. coming out <laughs> i was eight years old uh-huh so there's some nostalgia there for me um so i but i'm i feel like you know in order to get past that you just gotta kind of pick in the new stuff with a you know, a more open mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. You got to um, have the idea of like, okay, let's see where they take this as opposed to just being like, um, like knowing what you want out of it and then being, and then being mad when you don't get it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and not a good that's idea. another thing is I've noticed the trend nowadays is people want, they have theories and formulas and, ideas that they want to see in every single movie that comes out and then when it doesn't happen they get upset <laughs> and it's like <laughs> well you didn't write the show so yeah. and it was written like two years ago so you're not going to be able to change it by going to social media so yeah, it's it's odd yeah that that's that's why i think when things drop all at once for like a season of a show it sometimes works out better because week by week people like can complain and talk about it. <laughs> and then <Yeah. laughs> if it's not exactly what they wanted it to be, <clears throat> I think That's... we saw that with, with Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's how then, I felt like... watching She-Hulk every week was just pain. And then like, again, then the new episode yeah. drops and it's like, Oh gosh, again, because <laughs> yeah, if you can binge watch it, I think it's a different perspective. Because it's like, okay, you can just power through it. Like, if this was a bad episode, well, the next one's up, and let's see where they go with that. You know, you don't have time yeah. to formulate all of your wishes, hopes, and ideas. If you didn't like something, you don't you don't have a week to go back to it, like to think about what they should have done differently. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing I think. At, is good about Netflix's strategy. <laughs> Just drop everything all in one day. There's not um, a whole lot to say good about Netflix's strategy. But yeah. yeah. But I think that has <clears throat> proven at least effective in terms of like enjoyment of series. Uh, 
yeah, the the release week to week thing that just because we more, as a society ratings, are so. not patient enough to wait. No, week we to are week not. <laughs> God forbid you make us wait to watch anything. People, it's the thing is everything's on streaming, so people are used to binging now. Mm-hmm. So when something's slowly coming out week to week, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, right. Like. And when you look at it, there's not a lot of series out there now that are about 22 to 24 episodes like there used to be. It's like 10 to 16. Which is nice when it's like one of those uh, things like me where I'm trying to catch up on shows. It's nice to not have to look at a 30 season or a 30 episode season and be uh, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm never going to get through this. Now it's like, you know, it's only that's why people don't go. It's way better. It's way (laughs) more palatable. Pick up. NCIS or uh, or Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you take one. You take one look at one of those seasons. Like, oh gosh, I'll never make it, and you just never start. I think it's funny how things have changed. That I looked at this season of the the Bad Batch, the Star Wars animated show. Oh yeah, and I saw that it was sixteen episodes. I was like, wow, this is a long one. They're going. They got a lot of a lot of things. Whereas the Clone Wars was twenty (laughs) two. I think the time of 22 episode seasons or 30 episode seasons or whatever is over and unnecessary. I think you can tell there are plenty of shows that tell a clear and and, and, and it's even it's even helpful and beneficiary to a show to tell a story in 10 or 12 episodes. I even think there's less. I think you can eat. I think a perfect episode. I think perfect season length these days is between eight and ten, eight and ten one hour episodes. And so if they're one hour, you if can... they're 45 minutes, I'd say, like, 12 to 16 is that sweet spot, but yeah. But I feel like mm-hmm. you don't even have, you shouldn't even be doing 45-minute episodes. I think they should be an hour episode. The hour is a complete, is a great amount of time. You could cover a lot of ground You can feel hour. satisfied it's after also, an hour. Yeah. And it's also the perfect watch period. Like, mm-hmm. say say you you wake up in the morning and you work in the evening. You want to cover, you want to, you want to kill, you kill an hour so you watch the show that came out the night before or the day of, and you watch that show. And so you have an hour, and then you're you know an exactly hour clo- when it's going to end. <laughs> you, you know exactly when it's going to end, you know exactly for how much time, and then you've got that time squared away, and then you're either, oh, th- as soon as this is done, I'm leaving for work, or as soon as this is done, mm-hmm. I know how I can do whatever I need. Or you get home, you work in the morning, and you come home in the evenings, and you're like, oh, I am come home, I'm going to eat my dinner, I, and you want to watch something, you have an hour. You have an hour, I watch the show, and then I can go to bed or do something else. Yep. And you have a specific... An hour is, is a perfect amount of story time, and you can let... Thi- or an hour is a perfect amount of time to let things breathe. That's yeah. one so thing much... I loved about the Rings of Power show. It was, it was like that sweet spot. It was an hour every episode. It was like... I think it was eight episodes, right? I don't know. I didn't I watch it. I have no them. idea. So, but I, I enjoyed, like, every week, it was like, oh, sweet, they're not, like, shorting me, you know, on content. Like, it's a full story. I'm getting more in one chunk, and then I get to wait another week and, you know, get another hour. So it's, yeah. like, still eight hours of content or whatever. Actually, yeah. I think it might have been a ten-episode series. I'm Googling it. Cause, yeah. And I know it's... It, it was like renewed immediately but um i remember when i was looking at the up. um when i was starting avatar last airbender with lauren i remember looking and seeing that this the seasons were like 
20 plus episodes long and i'm like oh my gosh but then like my solace was knowing that a it was only three seasons and b the episodes were only 24 minutes long or something Mm -hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't it didn't feel like a lot despite like when i initially looked at it i'm like oh my gosh that's a lot of stuff to watch but yeah there was a eight episodes for the rings of power but yeah i felt like it was that sweet spot hour each eight episodes i feel like 10 i would have been satisfied as well so i agree with you andrew if it's an hour that eight to ten is a perfect window that's kind of like what's gonna happen with the Uh, and they had 12 and i thought that was a great run uh they but lucasfilm and disney always short you on like two episodes will be a half hour and the rest will be like 45 minutes and i hate that like i I like varying lengths yeah yeah, keep it the same exactly give me 45 minutes to an hour that's kind of my sweet spot when it comes to a show don't give me eight minutes of credits and call it a forty-five minute episode, though. <laughs> yeah, that one. That I always hate that. I always hate when they're like, "Oh, it's it's forty-five minutes, but you got five minutes of credits, so it's actually only forty Disney's minutes." Disney's notorious like, for that. Then you Disney have to do, then you terror. have to do math in your head and trying to figure out how yeah. long this episode's going to take. I mean, take. I understand people getting the credit for the for the work that it deserves, and I'm all for that. But I think there's there's you need to take a look at it and realize that your audience is going to be less appreciative of these people and no, and, uh, and them being, uh, what's the word? Credited. Credited, like <laughs> credited for the, for their work in the credits. Then if you're like, Oh, we have 45 minutes and five of those minutes are credits. Like, uh, like don't make it. So it's taking away from yeah. good episode length. I think that's what annoys people. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking now, and Andor did very wildly. It was the, some of the early episodes were 41, 37, 42, but then some of the later ones were 56, 49, 45, 56. Exactly. <laughs> it varied a lot people, in length. People get. I feel like each one of those, it. each one of those episodes, Andor, I feel is different because each one of those episodes told a specific part of the narrative because it was split. That's up. true. It yeah. was. It was like twelve episodes. Arcs. It was 12 episodes and split up between three episode arcs, so four different arcs within the entire season. And each episode told the exact amount of stuff that they wanted to tell. So it, it felt like different. So it's like, oh, this is the shorter, this is episode shorter because it's like, no, it was 12 episodes. How many episodes was it? 12. 12, yeah, because it was, it was 12 episodes and there were three arcs. Yeah, there was three arcs. I remember then... being annoyed because Obi-Wan was six. <laughs> And I, hold on, I'm trying. I'm, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> okay, so yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, there, bud. I, well, I'm just. I'm trying to think of this because it was like the first three episodes are an arc, and then the next, so the first six episodes are two arcs. Episode seven is a transition. Episode mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, the last eight four through, are one big arc. Yeah, eight through ten, and then eleven and twelve are two. Are, yeah, so yeah, so there's three arcs, and then two, one transitional episode and one finale, and then there's the finale. Or there's two. It was, it was broken up nicely. I liked it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how they're handling the Bad Batch now, is they're doing mini arcs, which is good. And then there's a couple, you know, standalone ones here and there. But I, mm-hmm. I. 
I've already seen people that are like, I hated this episode, it was a filler. It's okay. It, you can have episodes that are just character development. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a show for a reason, meaning you have more time with the characters, and it's not always like, go, 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 climax, 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 and then like, plot, plot, plot. You know, like, it's... The, it, it's allowed to have some prologue, you know, some exposition some of the slower parts are okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to see different sides of the character if they right, go on exactly. a, a random really get side to, mission you know you really get to like kind of see the whole plot play itself out almost and you can tell a better story when you do it that way yeah at the same time don't put a filler episode in a six episode season exactly there's no the bad batch it's okay because it's a 16 episode season so it's a little bit longer than what we typically get Mm -hmm. um that's the thing is like older seasons that had like 22 episodes you know like for shows and stuff yeah had filler and now like essentially we've trimmed the fat there the episodes are less in amount and around the same in length so that that's why I think people get really upset that there's filler, though. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, it's because it's like we're we're getting robbed of content. <laughs> yeah, especially I, when I feel it's like... so competitive. Like it, you really there's no room for you to put filler in there. It's like there's so many other things I could be watching. Don't waste my time. Uh, almost. <laughs> if, if you've got a longer season, I'm all for filler. Yeah, then it's like, fine. I'm okay with box episodes. Those are fun. Because you can tell an individual's story that doesn't have a huge bearing on the plot and have it still be entertaining. Like, it is possible to do. It's like, it's a moment of relief for the viewer if you Mm -hmm. watch it all in in sequence and uh, if it's not broken up as much as they typically break it up. Yeah. Uh, If you're watching it just, you know, over the course of a couple weeks, you watch, you know, a whole season, then... Mm -hmm serves as a good relief because you're going through it pretty fast (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right well i did have i did have one more um question i wanted to pose the the two of you because it it kind of came to me while i was looking at you know the mcu and why people seem to be negative on it and such like that and stuff like that but um i wanted to ask like we all look forward to movies, shows, video games, any form of media, really. So I wanted to ask, what were some pleasant and unpleasant surprises to you? Like, throughout, just throughout your life in general. Like, what are some movies, games, TV shows, whatever, that you either watched and were like, oh, wow, this is, this is actually really good. Or, or you watched it and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm immensely disappointed by this. Because I have um, a piece of me. I have a thing that was that played two parts of that. That was the same media, and I had both reactions. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. What? All so, right. Go ahead. So my, I have a couple of other ones that I can talk about, but this yeah, is the sure. one that has the the, and I recently just experienced the other side of the coin. <clears throat> so, uh, the Last of Us Part Two, which I talked about extensively, one of is a is, is a game. Yep. <laughs> That uh, <laughs> I, talk, I talked about last week, but I I originally came out in 2020 after being delayed quite a bit, and I was a huge fan of the first one. I really enjoyed it, and I won't get into any spoilers for anybody about what happens in the game. But I will say that within the start of a of the of the second game, very within like the first 
I don't know, 20 minutes of the game. I don't know if 20 minutes is... Yeah, 20 minutes is probably right. A character, a very much loved main character, is very brutally killed in <laughs> in in the opening of the game. Brutally is an excellent choice of word. <laughs> they are... It, it's, it's rough. And... And so, me playing that, when it first came out, I was super excited. I think I got it, like, the week after it came out. I was super excited. That happened, and it literally, I, I had, like, so much trouble playing the rest of the game. I had, It was so much harder. It was so much harder for me to play the rest of the game hmm. and enjoy, like, moments of levity and moments of... Because uh, Last of Us is very much a game where to get... You have the main story where you can just play through the main story of the game, but then there's this there's the external story where you can pick up. It takes place in a post post apocalyptic zombie world, so you can go around into like different places that you go to, and you can go like pick up notes and pick up like little uh, little n- notes and uh, pictures and all this different stuff you can find, and it like literally it it expands upon the story. You get a different viewpoint of the story. And it, it encourages you to take your time and spend extra time to go out and uh, and to do that. And so to do that, and also ex- encourages you to go out there and get, like, ammo and uh, supplies are limited in that game. So you have to go out and you have to, like, scrounge through every area and every extra thing to go and find, um, to find supplies to craft stuff and to have uh, ammo for your guns. Yeah. And so trying to do that... It was just so much harder because I was just so angry about <laughs> what had happened. And I just, I literally, I got to a point, I was like, I can't play this anymore. And I put it down and I didn't touch it until like two months ago or three, two months ago when the show came out. And I was like, and I played through the first game. I'm like, all right, here we go. I have to do this. And I played through the second game. And now I'm a very big, huge fan of that game. Wow. It has a very, very deep. When you really look at it and you really try to understand about what ha- what um, what the game is actually trying to tell you to tell you, it's a very incredible, beautiful game that tells an incredible story that is su- super deep and super uh, super fascinating. That if you just look at the service level stuff, it's it's just you won't understand it. And I'll tell you this. Half of the game, you play as the person that was supposed to be your enemy. Interesting. <clears throat> and I'll even go further that this is the person. The person that's supposed to be your enemy is the person who killed this beloved character. Oh, and you have oh, to man. play as that person. For you half play the game? as that person. You play as that person. Not for half the game. For a, a, a giant, a, a large majority of the game, you play as that person. Very and interesting. When you and. Honestly, if you look at it just surface level, it's like, this is so stupid. I hate this. The guys who created this game are so stupid and dumb. This is so <laughs> frustrating. And when I got to that point, I will admit that I said, this is so stupid. And I will admit that I let that character die a few times on purpose just to get my <laughs> catharsis. Get, just to get my catharsis. But it very much was... Uh, it's very. I very much appreciate the game for what it is. And it really... It really irks me sometimes when I see people who have just these service level opinions and pass it off as fact, and it's just like I I'm very much a proponent of having different different opinions, 
but I don't like it when people's opinions are just surface level uh, hatred or dis- disgust for this game or this right, property. Yeah. Alright, not just this game or any property that's just like, oh, it sucks because it wasn't this or I don't like this small mm-hmm. niche part of it. Then it's like, I kind of do- don't respect your opinion. But I, <laughs> I, I'm very much a big proponent of people who, of people not, you don't have to like the same things as me, but at least have some sort of valid reason. For not right, yeah. Don't hate it because you're like it's it, it's like when someone orders a pizza and they're like, "Well, I want this to be a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs, therefore I hate it." Like that's basically yeah. That's that's it's a very stupid and simplified way of putting it, but that is kind of how that opinion sounds. Yeah. So interesting. So you went both ways on Last of Us Part Two. That's very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Dawson, you said you had a similar thing where you went both ways mm-hmm. on something? As it's been well established over the course of this podcast, I am a big Spider-Man fan. What? Um, have been my whole life, uh, but early 2010s and, uh, or it might have been like more mid-2010s, like 2013, 2014, I came across the uh, uh, Death of Spider-Man comic line. Uh, hmm. In the Ultimate series, which is when they were basically phasing out a lot of the main characters and adding different versions of the characters. And that's what the Ultimate uh, comic line was basically servicing. Um, and I remember I read through Death of Spider-Man comic and it was super emotional and it was like really well written. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then I found out all of a sudden like spider-man's being being replaced and it made sense story-wise you know for that um but i was like i i couldn't get past the idea of replacing peter parker i guess uh because he was he's like my all-time favorite character in any media um and so the idea of replacing him kind of just like struck a nerve and i was like i'm not gonna like it i'm not gonna like this new character um and so, like, I, I gave him a shot, and, like, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I love Miles Morales, and I, I continued to give him, like, more chances over the years, and uh, then, you know, I started to get a little bit more, you know, used to the idea, because they didn't, like, you know, they didn't kill off Peter Parker, like, entirely. Obviously, there's still other mediums for him and other comic book lines, but... Uh, so I, the idea grew on me uh, because it wasn't just a carbon copy like replacement. Um, mm. Like it wasn't just the same character, but different outfit, uh, different like background or whatever. Uh, he was his own character and <clears throat> his story very much ties in with Peter's. Uh, so then I kind of grew to enjoy him. And then like the year I really started to get more and more like comfortable with the idea. Uh, idea of Miles Morales as a character and started to like him like individually uh, as Spider-Man uh, and they announced the uh, Spider-Verse movie and I was like oh wow I was not expecting them to do this and I watched that trailer so many times I'm like this is gonna be good I'm very much looking forward to this and uh, that movie came around and it's one of my favorite movies like it was fantastic uh, so and I and I know a lot of people love Miles Morales because of that movie. Um, yeah, he definitely he, that movie definitely did a lot to popularize that character amongst the comic did a folk. lot for his character because I know a lot of people did not enjoy 
his character kind of they because they were in a similar boat to myself uh it was you know it, it just seemed little too much to just blatantly replace a character like spider-man um mm-hmm. but you know like once you read more about him and learn more about him like like wow Miles morales is actually a great greatly written character <clears throat> sorry i'm like coughing but he's a greatly <laughs> written so character i'm getting it choked up literally uh <clears throat> uh but yeah he's a greatly written character and i like that they're putting him in more like media formats now uh because it's kind of helped the popular opinion of him now with people yeah. uh, i think he's widely known as a great character now before that movie that was not the case uh i fell into that boat as well where i was like eh, i don't know if i like him yet <clears throat> and uh at, like right around when i started to enjoy his character a little bit more they announced the movie and i'm like all right i'm all in i'll give this a shot and now they're coming out with the second one this year which i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. uh, it to be that soon i guess because animation supposed to be last take year. a little bit more time oh really supposed to be last december wow yeah even like with the last december announcement i was like i i wasn't expecting them to like crank it out so quick um but yeah i very uh very much looking forward to that movie uh his character's grown on me like tenfold like even like the video game uh for him you know it's a it's a different version of the same character but way he's written his characterization it translates very well into uh like movies video games and and comics and it, it's been great addition to the spider-man universe and the marvel universe as a whole uh they actually scrapped the they scrapped the entire ultimate universe in the comics and kept only a couple key characters from it and just literally everyone else was killed off uh huh. Like, basically, like, the universe collapsed in itself, you know, died, you know, no no more, whatever. Um, but uh, Miles was one of the few characters that was, like, quote-unquote, saved from that universe because he was so widely loved by the time they, you know, eventually axed it. So, so he's just... Uh, so the character of Miles Morales... Initially, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like it. And then I grew to like it, and then I grew to love him. So, Very cool. To go to, go to show how good of a character Miles is and how good he was that they kept him around, the uh, Ultimate Universe included a uh, storyline where the Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver were in a relationship. Huh. Mm-hmm. And those characters sure... are siblings. Ew. Yep. I'm pretty sure uh, Ironheart comes from Ultimate Universe, right? I'm pretty sure she was after. Okay, yeah, I knew it was it was around that time frame. Like she was introduced right around when they canceled it, so I couldn't remember if it was just before or just after. Yeah, uh, that's funny that you both there, have not... one where you went both ways with the same concept <laughs> or the same product of media it goes to show sometimes you know a character or like a certain uh plot line or some writing can be a little off-putting at first but can grow on you um yeah 
and you just got to give it room to do that. I know a lot of people hated the character of Ahsoka Tano when she first came oh, out yeah. in 2008. <laughs> now she's one of the most, most widely beloved characters in all of Star Wars because she's had character development and growth and people have learned to love her and yeah, she's grown sure. as a character. So that's the thing. I'll tell, you, like... <laughs> I'll tell you one that I haven't turned around on and I still think is garbage. Boy, you had the reverse effect. You loved something, then hated it. No, no this just one hated I just hate. I was super <laughs> excited for, it, and when it came out, it sucked. Uh, oh man the uh, the second live action uh, Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> I, was, I saw I, that, I and I had excited. the same. Yeah, <laughs> I was super excited for that movie because. First of all, I, I, I'm in one of the minority that I really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was really good. I thought it was did a very interesting things with the, uh, with the characters and and some of the writing choices were pretty cool. And even the designs I really enjoyed. And I was super excited for the second ones. They had uh, good trailers. It had um, Stephen Amell who played the yeah, he's a great Green actor, Arrow. but and and I was a I huge hated fan him of as the Casey. Arrow in the Arrowverse. But that movie is terrible. What really so which, terrible. Which movie? Which movie is the line from when one of them jumps out and one goes, "Uh, dudes, he jumped," and then someone else goes, "He jumped." That's from the first one, and like that's, that's a good line, one. and it's a funny yeah. sequence. But the I see that one, I've seen that it, clip wait, a handful no, of times. The, no, I think that's from the always, second one. That clip yeah, always makes me laugh, and I don't know why. Yeah, that I think it's from the second one because they are, uh, yeah. This, yeah, the the okay. voice actor but put his like all good thing into that the line. The voice actor put his all into the two words. <laughs> he jumped. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Overall, I think the turtles were pretty good in those movies. It's just everything that second movie. It, it was it was a Spider Man three type of deal where they over cluttered and yeah, not in a, a good way. Down. And a lot of the additions were not good additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love Stephen Amell. I think he's a great actor, but him as Casey Jones was one of the worst things I've seen. Yeah, him in that movie <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Bebop and Rocksteady are pretty good characters, and I enjoy them in like the other media's I've seen them in. But it, they just kind of flopped, and then in the second one for Michael Bay, I never got around to watching those. Yeah, mostly because was... I just don't have a whole lot of connection to the TMNT series, so I didn't have a whole lot of reason to watch. I've watched like entertainment majority of all the cartoons. Um, I was watched... a big fan from the one from the early two thousands. Two thousand three TMNT is top tier. Um, underrated though, two thousand twelve TMNT series that w- ran on Nickelodeon for five seasons is very very good a lot of people were put off by it because the turtles design was they were a little different and it was the first 3d show for them but the writing is so good it's one of the few tv series where i have bought physical copies for like the whole series so i can have it if it's not on a streaming service what's the which one is which one is the one where they look like extremely cartoony I can't. That is the '84 version. Um, what? What do you? Wait, what do you mean? Extremely I assume. Cartoon? I assume you're talking about the '84 version. But if it's are, are all the turtles the same size? Uh, I have no shape? idea. It's I. <coughs> I just I've just seen clips. I've just seen clips from one of the runs of it, and um, 
It's mostly just Donatello being a brainiac smart aleck. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's probably from the '84. It's, it's. I don't think so. I'm curious. It might be from the newest edition, which I hate. Which one's uh, that? Rise of the Turtles, I think, is what it's called. What year did that come out? I think uh, it, it is the it Rise just of the ended. Turtles. Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I I tried to watch it and I was like, nope. Either I've I'm, heard it got, I, either I've heard I'm really that the easily movie entertained, that, <laughs> or yeah. I found all the good clips. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that the movie they ended it with is good. Hmm. I have not been able to power through that, <laughs> at least not right after watching the 2012 and the 2003 versions. Right. Yeah. Um, I assume it's a different, like, kind it's of. It's very look different, and, tone. and I don't particularly enjoy the differences that they added that they were trying to, I guess, improve. I don't think they, they tried something and it just didn't quite land. Yeah. And I mean, each edition has done something different and I've been more than okay with it. Um, mm -hmm. Like the 84 version, it's a lot more, it's like an eighties cartoon, but it brought those characters into like a different kind of spotlight. Um, they weren't as dark. They were kind of, you know, they were, it brought like the love of pizza really into it. Uh, a lot of right, the tropes yeah. that we see with them nowadays come from the 84 cartoon and they've just been implemented back into the comics because of that. And then 2003 version, they were like, let's make it dark and gritty again. Like the comics used to be, they did that and it was a, a success and people really enjoyed it until the last couple seasons. And then the 2012 version, they had a lot of dark elements and a lot of goofy elements and kind of hmm. combined the best of both then made it 3d so it was uh <laughs> i think that one might be my favorite i used to think that the 2003 version was my favorite until i rewatched both and i love them both but the 2012 version the writing in the last couple seasons is just like so beyond what cartoons should be it's it's like own wars level writing where it's like this hmm. can be great for adults and it can be great for kids nice and there's just a lot of emotion and weight behind every episode and it's great mm -hmm. i've got yeah. a hand i've got a couple um good and bad disappointments i had the one that made me think of all this was uh the first mcu movie that i walked out of not thinking it was very good which is captain marvel and mm -hmm. until I watched Eternals, that was my distant least favorite MCU movie. And then Eternals overtook it by a very slim margin. So if you look at the bottom of my my the bottom of my movie list for the MCU, it's Eternals at the very bottom, Captain Marvel a little above it, then a massive gap, and then probably Thor: The Dark World or something like that. So um, yeah, yeah, Thor: The, the but, Dark World is watchable. Yeah, Captain Marvel just really, I did not like it, for, and I just don't, I'm not looking Captain forward Marvel to it. Captain Marvel is disappointing because it could have been good. It could have been could good, have exactly. Been. Yeah. That's part of why I, I, dis, I was so disappointed, because I had somewhat high expectations for it. I don't fault the cast or anything. I not... <laughs> They wrote a character that's not supposed to express any emotion the whole movie, and you're like, how how can you connect with an emotionless character? Yeah, she was. Well, I think the way I see, I always see Captain Marvel is I see the movie is 
the character is at the position where the character is supposed to be at the end of the movie. Like at the end of every MCU movie, the character's gone through their trials and tribulations. They've yeah. reached the end of their story arc. They've hit the they've hit the they're they've come they've gone through all their challenges. They're at the end of their story arc. They're at the, they've gone through so much character development that they've become the character that they're going to be in the second movie or in the rest of the franchise. That's what happens at the end of every every movie. It's the same thing. It happened to Iron Man. It happened to Thor. It happened mm-hmm. to Captain America. It yeah. always happens. But for Captain Marvel, she was just that the entire movie. She was just yeah. this. Super I didn't powerful... like her at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like her at the beginning, middle, or end of the person. movie. Yeah, who was just powerful the entire time, and the only thing she kind of had was her memories were gone. But then she yeah. got her memory back, and now she, and then she, that was no, there was no issue, and it was like, oh, okay. Funny thing is, she she sucks in the comics too. She's a horrible person in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> So they yeah. kind of got that right, but like yeah, that she's was just, just like a... super egocentric and narcissistic. And, I found her incredibly, yeah. incredibly unlikable, and like I said, I was disappointed because I was really going into it kind of like, kind of like optimistic, like all right, this will be kind of interesting. I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel, and you know, this might be fun. And then I walked out just of before the theater you had and been I'm like, burned. <laughs> yeah, and then I walked out of theater and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not like that very much. And it was a weird feeling because it was the first MCU movie where I felt that coming out. And I'm like, oh wow, I feel I feel wrong. I feel like I should like it, but I really don't. It was a very strange phenomenon. Um, phenomenon. One positive one was a video game that I got for Christmas when I first got my Xbox 360. It was a game called Supreme Commander 2, and I had never heard of it before. It was a it was a gift my dad bought me. And I was like, all right, well, I have it, so I might as well try it. And what it essentially was, was an over, it was like a top down, um, well, as the name implies, you're like commanding an army of little like mechs, essentially. And um, you just, you get put on a battlefield, there's a couple bases around, and all the bases have people at them or whatever. And you're just trying to fight them off with your little mechs and send your mechs out on attacks and stuff. And essentially, if you destroy all your opponent's bases or uh, little mech that they walk around in. If you destroy the mech of each of your opponents, you win because that one is powered by a nuclear reactor. So it causes a massive explosion. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And what was kind of funny about it was that I was playing it and my dad's like, Oh, I thought this was an FPS for some reason. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, it's not, <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. And, um, well, bum. I played through the whole campaign of it and everything, and what kind of bummed me out was that the they set up a sequel that they never bothered releasing, as far as I know. Oh, unless I they unless they had now, it was called Supreme Commander Two, so I guess there was one before that as well. But um, yeah, as far as I know, they never made a third one, unless they called it by a different name. The only thing I've seen that looks remotely close to it is like Titanfall, just because of the concept of yeah. like a person in a that's in like a mech and everything. But I don't think the two universes are connected at all. It's just kind of yeah, like looks. <laughs> it just kind of like looks similar, I guess. Um, so that was a positive one. But then another one, and what's kind of weird about this is another negative one where I was ex- where I was extremely unpleasantly surprised. And what's weird is that it was a movie that I didn't even have any expectations for at all. And 
I was like, well, you know, it, it might be pretty good or whatever, but I walked out feeling insulted was in the heights. I felt I wasted <laughs> two hours of my life in that movie. It yeah, was like a so it was a young boring. it was a young adult like movie night that we went to. So it wasn't like a choice of movie. It was just that was the movie they were going to see. I figured why not? I'll go. I've heard all these all these people I know that are into musicals are like, oh, Lin Manuel Miranda's amazing. Hamilton is the best thing mm. I've ever seen, and mm. all that garbage. And um. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this will be pretty good. Maybe then when Mel Miranda, you know, worked some magic or something. That movie was insufferable. I could I couldn't bear to sit in that theater and watch that stupid thing. It was so so unbelievably bad. Like I could not believe how you wanna bad hear, it was. You want to hear its critical scores? I can't. I a, bet they're high. A seven point three on IMDb. And a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is an insult to cinema. <laughs> as it's that is awful. I will not and stand an 84% for this. on Metacritic. Unbelievable. What did they see? It wasn't even a fun musical. I've seen fun musicals. I've seen Greatest Showman. I've seen Les Miserables. Those are fun musicals. I mean, Les Miserables. The audience isn't... score was a 94% too. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was watching this and enjoying it that much. Les Miserables I... wasn't even Either fun kids. per se, but yeah, right. Uh, and then 75% of people liked this movie for Google users. And I've noticed that if it's under Insulting. 80% of people liking the movie on Google, then it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's. So... T- oh my gosh. There's so many dumb things about it. It was just. There, it only made forty five like, million in the box office too. So literally ridiculous. everyone who went to see the movie, I guess, left a good review. It was like the whole premise of it was stupid. It, the premise of it was they were in they live in like this like subs in subsidiary of Yeah, in the Heights. It's this subsidiary of like New York City where it's like this, you know, run down kind of poor neighborhood where all these people live or whatever, but like the whole place is like enchanted with music. So all these, so it like Ooh. it walks the line of like reality and like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like fantasy, for lack of a better term, yeah. where like it blends the lines and like think. So like for example, there's a scene late in, in the way. no, there's a scene late in the movie where there's like a love song between that is two characters are singing together, and all of a sudden they start walking up the a building sideways, just <laughs> with no special effects or anything, like nothing like to in, imply that it's about to happen they just suddenly start yeah. walking up a building sideways and like didn't enjoy any of those songs either no the songs all sounded the same every song in that mm-hmm. movie sounded exactly the same and there was only <laughs> one musical scene that was even remotely entertaining and it was because as these people as these three guys are walking and doing this horrible rap if that's what you want to call it there's just like these little white lines kind of flying around the screen. It's like forming the shapes of things they're talking about. That was like visually pretty cool. But like yeah. that's the only positive. Every character in the movie is like tremendously unlikable. And then like, you know, there's a the, they lose their power. They lose the power. Like the power goes out because of it. And there's this massive heat wave. So all these people are overheating. Mm-hmm. The one the one old woman dies. And uh, you're supposed to feel something when the abuela dies. And it's yeah. just like. There's literally, like, a minute of, like, silence. And I'm like, didn't give me a reason to feel anything when she passed away in this movie. And then the main character, the whole... There's this whole plot where, basically, he's supposed to go back to Puerto Rico and 
because there, there was like a storm or something. So the land that he owns in Puerto Rico, he wants to build up a shack or something. I don't even remember. But he wants to do something in Puerto Rico. And at the end of the movie, he decides to just not go and instead choose to stay in this overcrowded part of the city where you're one power outage away from literally dying. And this is New York City. It's the greatest city on earth. Dude, it was yeah. I I I actually I actually wanted my money back. I've never it wanted was, my money back after a movie. I wanted my money back after and that movie. And it was five dollar movie night. <laughs> exactly. I I paid so little to see that movie and I still felt ripped off. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be happy to hear this, Matt. It oh, only yeah. made fifty five million. Oh it don't so oh, it its budget was fifty five million. It only made 45 million oh and boy it's, it, it was said that it needed about 200 million to break even yikes <laughs> holy crap it was also sent straight to streaming because it came out in uh 2021 yeah and so eight so warner brothers sent all their movies straight to streaming after that it was yeah. so i mean bad. i saw two better two much better musicals within that year alone yeah and that's west side story and tick tick boom yeah, like it's not Boom like is good. good musicals exist. It's not hard, and I was a fool for giving Lin Lin Manuel Miranda the benefit of the doubt because of what all my theater friends told me. I I Don't gave him way too long of a, a leash. Kid. <laughs> if, if a theater kid ever says, "Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda," do not. I do not believe them. I have zero I mean, interest Tick, in Tick, watching. Boom is Lin Manuel Miranda, so I'll give them that one. Yeah. I didn't say he was terrible. I'm just saying he's got his good it, moments, but he's been. Don't trust. I'm saying don't stuff. trust the theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, theater kids will lie to you because theater kids have no idea what good movies are. Because they watch yeah. theater movies. <laughs> they watch me because they watch mostly exclusively musicals. Yeah, and I'm and, saying I'm not saying all musicals are terrible, but I'm saying most of them are. Yeah, that them, that one was the worst. That was the worst movie musical I've format, seen. especially. I think on a theater, like like if you're actually in a play, yeah, musical's good. It can be way better in that element, but in a movie, it does not translate as well. It was just and that and none worse than that one, dear listener. If you're looking for a musical to watch for some reason, watch anything else. That Watch might... Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, there you go. Tick Boom I, is a fantastic I can't vouch, I can't example vouch for that. I can't uh, vouch for that one specifically, but you guys have talked highly about that movie. It was up so for an Oscar at the same time as uh, uh, what's well, it called? Uh, in the Heights, the, I would assume, right? The Dog, uh, the Power of the Dog. Oh, the Power of the Dog. <laughs> this was last year. Uh, Andrew Garfield was up for an Oscar for it, and Benedict Cumberbatch was up for an Oscar in Power of the Dog. Hmm. Looking back on the Oscars that year, Tick Boom and Andrew Garfield should have won that because it is by far the best performance I had seen of the bunch. And instead, we got Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. So, <laughs> and then that was one year ago from the 17th. Yeah. That was one year ago from February 17th. So Crazy. We, it's been a year since the slap. Yes, it has. Oscars coming up on the twelfth of March. So, oh boy, everyone watch. Can't wait for... to see how many, how many jokes. Oh wait, make. it might have been March seventeenth. <laughs> There's gonna be so many slapped. jokes about that coming up. Uh, those are the yeah. ones that I brought. Andrew, you said you had others. If you wanted to run down some other ones real quick. Oh no, it was March twenty seventh. I don't know why I was thinking the seventeenth of 
February, but we're coming up on the year. We're year coming mark. up on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Looking forward to uh, all of the resurfacing videos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Black Widow, everyone talked about how it sucked. For, and that's all I heard. I, never, I hadn't watched it. And then I finally watched it. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I liked it. I, I liked Black Widow. I liked Black Widow a lot, actually. I really enjoyed it. I think it. the only issue is it should have come it. out in yeah. 2016. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. It should have come, out, know, it should have come out when it actually you know, took place. Yeah, it should have come <laughs> out in 2017 or 20. When did everybody. When did, did event? Did, it's and, 2016 and, that it should have come out. That was when it took well, place. Well, when did Infinity War. No, because it, it took place Infinity after. Infinity War was Infin 2018. Civil War, Civil yeah. War okay, which yeah. was 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so it should have come out in 2017. A lot of, 2016. There are, there are a lot of numbers being thrown around. <laughs> it should have come out in 2017. It should have like, come out in 1987. There we sure. go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, no, that's the I thing. People try and ruin a movie before you see it. <laughs> yeah, which I always hate. Well, like, I, I let me watch it. I and don't formulate take my own in, opinion. I don't listen to anyone's opinion of a movie before I watch it. So, mm -hmm. listeners, if you haven't seen Ant Man, don't even listen to my opinion on it. Yeah. Formulate your own opinion on it. Take our opinions with a grain of salt. Go, just go watch it. Like I yep. do not want to be the sole influence of why you didn't or did like a movie. I want you to enjoy it because you enjoyed it, not or because I told you it was. Or don't bad enjoy or it because you think it sucked. <clears throat> That's the other thing. Yeah. Which I did yell at I the think... end credits of In the Heights. I yelled, well, that sucked at the top of my lungs in the theater. <laughs> and I didn't feel bad. Uh, there's another thing I was excited for. Um, the Star Wars High Republic books. I really, oh, enjoyed yeah. the I really enjoyed the first one. The second one... Okay, so the High Republic did a weird thing where you had to... It was like it was supposed to be like this intricate, intricate, uh, intricate thing between books and comics, and you're supposed it was gonna be all these intertwining stories, but it just came down to if you wanted to understand the entire story, you had to listen to every single one of the, but you had to or not listen, but you, I listened to books, but you had yeah. to read every single <laughs> one of these books, and it's like, and a lot of them were like young adult novels and kids books. It's like I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so the first one and the the first one and second one were pretty well connected there was a little bit there was like a good part where it's like oh this character if you want to know more about them they have their own book but then by the time the third one came around it was like oh talking about all these things that happened i'm like oh i have no idea what's going on because i didn't <laughs> read these i had to go back and read an entire line of comics that took that had come out over like the past two years. Oh jeez! And then I had, <laughs> and then I had to listen to like a completely separate book to understand what was going on. It's like, yeah, this sucks. And I ended up just like, and I I keep all of my books, but those books I ended up returning. And I was like, I want my my credits back so I can get <laughs> credits, my, my Republic credits. <laughs> no, like I'm talking on, on Audible. On Audible, you get you get credits to spend on books so like yeah. you it's one credit you get a book so those are my credit yeah i, I get that sense but yeah that it sucked and, I like, <laughs> and, I, and even when the new the new higher the new high republic stuff came out i'm like i'm just i'm completely turned off i'm not interested at all yeah, it's hard to blame you at that point really so i still blame you no i'm joking <laughs> dawson did you have any others 
good or bad? Uh, Just off the top of your head. Uh, All right, well. <laughs> what are you, a pilot? Uh, this is your uh, <laughs> captain speaking. Oh man! There's a show. Um, oh a show yes, I thought that. of another one. Something that I was severely disappointed in after all the hype around it was the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't had the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell because I eat fast food only in my car, like a savage. And so that just seems like too much, too much mess. Like I, I'll eat, I'll get the crunch wrap from Taco Bell, but I have to like park my car to eat that because I can't. <laughs> I've proven that I yeah. can't eat that while. Uh, I driving. I ate it in my car. Eating a Mexican but... pizza while driving is a daring en- endeavor. Oh, I I ate it while parked, but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. Everyone's always hyped it up, and they're like, you got to get the Mexican pizza. It's one of the best things. That... I had it, and I was like, this is severely underwhelming. <laughs> Like it's it's just Taco Bell's ingredients rearranged in a different form. I this didn't like that the, form. This time in the form that's of a pizza. All, that's their entire menu. You can't complain about that because that's yeah, their that's entire true. menu. No, no, no. It is like, all they, that is all I just do. didn't like that form. I didn't like the pizza form. I I'm not a huge quesadilla <laughs> guy anyway. I love <laughs> I don't know. The tomatoes kind of were too much on top of it. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've tried a fair amount of things in the Taco Bell menu, and but none more disappointing just, it, than that one. Because the hype was just so high, and yeah, that is I'll true. say this: I've had Chick Fil A once. Okay, I don't eat it anymore because you know my nut allergy, and I don't want to risk it. The one time I, I had it, I was like, it. yeah, and everyone started freaking out <laughs> because. Uh, because uh, I read on the box after we cook things in peanut oil, and I'm like, oh, I should have read that, you know. Um, <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, I'm what? sitting there about no, to die, and Andrew's like, ah, you idiot. <laughs> no, because you weren't. It's funny because you weren't dying, and you weren't yeah. having any reaction. You ate. We ate our food, and you literally were just we were just kind of waiting. Yeah, <laughs> fiddling with the package, and you flipped it over, and you and it says, and if you look at the back of the package, there's only one thing on the back of the package, and yep. it says, "cooked in peanut oil." And he <laughs> read that, and he he had ate the entire meal, and we were just sitting there, and I think we looked up at each other, just <laughs> like waiting go, for oh. like waiting for you to like burst into flames or something, and then you're just like, <laughs> I just sat there, I was like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I think so." Yeah, so that's that's the one time I had, and it was a little too scary for me to go back because I think I feel like I got lucky because you know all the different locations undoubtedly probably refine their peanut oil, peanut oil in different ways. So mm-hmm. I'd, I've never wanted to be one to risk it. And here's what I'll say: another reason why I've never gone back is it was not life changing, like everyone claims it is. <laughs> it is <laughs> it very, was, it is very life. good, but. It was yeah, good I don't know chicken. It's life changing. I just I like it. It's not it is, life changing. It is really good. Yeah, I do like it. It's a lot. the best. It's it, not I'll worth. Go, it's I'll not worth me as... potentially risking an allergy attack, even though it's supposedly safe for me. But the amount of people that have come, they're like, "Hey, you should get. You should come with us to Chick Fil A. You should get Chick Fil A or whatever." And I go, "No, I don't eat it because of my nut allergy." And they're just like appalled. They're like, "Why?" 
Like I ha- I know someone with an allergy. Aren't you nut willing al- to die for this? Yeah. They're like, I know someone with a nut allergy that's had it, or I have a nut allergy and I've eaten it, and I'm like, well, I'm not you, or I'm not Congrats. that person. Congratulations. I'm like, I don't want to risk my life for a chicken sandwich when I can go down the street and go to Popeye's. Just saying. <laughs> I can't eat at either of those places. Yeah. I actually found out I can't eat Chick-fil-A anymore, so that does kind of suck. But More for me. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's over here like, my pleasure. Exactly. Andrew. I'll take that. I'll say, I'm going to say that Chick-fil-A is life-changing, but I will say it's the best... Uh, Fast food chicken on the market. Mm-hmm. No, it's very just fair and on that note, <laughs> it was—it just wasn't world changing for me. And I—I—I I, I found Popeyes like four years later, and I was like, "This is a great chicken sandwich," and I haven't looked back at Chick Fil A in regret ever. So, <laughs> I guess it's better to eat the one that's less likely to kill you, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've I've heard people kind of compare the two and say they're both really good. So yeah, they both are. It's my understanding. All right. Well, on that chicken flavored conclusion, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> Give us a follow and leave a review, preferably a five star one, on any and all podcatcher that has those features. Uh, also, please give us a follow on Instagram at v.nbn.podcast and on Facebook on the official Nothing But Nonsense podcast page. And once again, uh, thank you all for joining us, this, joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. Yep, just you wait for next week. You won't be disappointed like we were with several movies and games. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to... There's no reason hiding what we're doing next week. Next week we were talking about Tommy Wiseau's The Room, uh, clean version. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a clean there's a version available on YouTube for free. I highly recommend you get you guys watch that. I you don't have to, but I highly recommend it. So it's um, but, uh, but it's we also exper- watched it, so you don't have to. It's an experience, yeah. that's for sure. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yep, later, y'all. See ya. <laughs>